Ladies and gentlemen, NFL football is back starting tonight with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions. We're going to break it all down on a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. Let's roll. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast, and not just any Thursday edition. It is the kickoff to the 2023 NFL season. We have the Kansas City Chiefs against the Detroit Lions bringing us back. We're going to talk about that, plus make our official Super Bowl predictions and talk about the best games of Week 1 before we get into it, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, and it's a crossover Thursday by Prize Picks as well. So check out your favorite NFL team's locked on show to get ready for the game this weekend. But Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Rowland, here with my co-host, Alex Clancy. We're going to be breaking down this first week of NFL action, starting, of course, with this game. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Get subscribed. Stay subscribed. Alex, Chiefs versus Lions. My question to you is, now that Travis Kelsey is injured and most likely missing this game, do you think the Lions are going to win? Do you think the Lions are going to win the game now with Travis Kelsey out? No. Oh. I don't. They use Travis Kelsey like a running back. They use Travis Kelsey like a wide receiver. It doesn't matter. Like, Travis Kelsey is, you know, offensively maybe the, I don't know, third best player in the NFL. Like, if, mm-hmm. if you're going to combine everybody, especially with usage and things like that. But, no. Like, I'm – well, so we're going to find out really quickly who Justin Ross is who their rookie Rice is, if Sky Moore is going to be the wide receiver one there. Right. Like, they've got they've got young speed on that roster. I mean, not to mention Clyde Rizalaire and, and Isaiah Pacheco and 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 um, and Jared McKinnon out of the backfield. They got Patrick Mahomes, and it's Patrick Mahomes until it's not. So I'm taking Patrick Mahomes until it's not. Even though it's going to be one of the more fun games, I, you expect a lot of points to be scored, even though it could be clunky in the first quarter. Right. It takes a while for defenses to catch up to speed of in, in, in regular season. So you can see just some clunkiness on the defense side of the ball for both sides. Yeah, I think that's fair. And honestly, yeah, yeah. well, I think I'm still going to go with Kansas City with them being the home team. And I agree with you. If it's a points fest, which I think it might be, I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes and bet on that. But the thing is, the big factor for me is Detroit's offensive line. The, mm-hmm. the Detroit Lions have a great offensive line. That's a foundation that they haven't had in quite some time. Uh, I, I I can't remember the last time we said, oh, the Lions have one of the better offensive lines in the NFL, maybe back to the Matthew Stafford days at best. But when they add Penny Sewell, I, I love that pick. Frank Ragnow at center, Taylor Decker at left tackle. I think they're going to be able to move people. And the other big factor, you talk about Travis Kelsey being out. No Chris Jones still. Right. No Chris Jones still with, with no – entrance for Chris Jones on the horizon. If you take away the best players 
outside of Patrick Mahomes, the two best players on the Chiefs are Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey, and they're not going to have them. So I think there's going to be a ton of points scored, and I think that does end up leaning us towards Kansas City. But I think Detroit's offensive line is going to be able to bully people, and they have a really nice cast too. So I think it's going to be really close. I think we're looking at like 34-31 Kansas City, and I think it's going to be a very exciting game to start the season. I, I just want a repeat, just a massive throwback from a couple of years ago. The game was supposed to be played at Azteca Stadium. Monday right. Night Football, I think. They scored 100 points between Jared Goff and the Rams and uh, Patrick Mahomes. 54-51. Like, yeah, that was the most fun football game maybe I've ever witnessed in the regular season. It was just right. – it didn't matter. It didn't matter. Everybody was going to score all the points. We'd only be so lucky to get somewhere close to the amount of pointage scored tonight. I, I, I think that that's what the NFL was going for here because if you look at the matchup, the Lions are a bit of an, an obscure – I know that everybody's kind of – high on the Lions as a young team, but that's still quite a leap for the NFL to take to make that a NFC versus AFC matchup to start the year. They usually go with, I guess, some more proven options in that game. They typically go for, you know, two high-profile quarterbacks or two teams that have been in the playoffs and on the main stage right. for the last couple of years. That's not the case with the Detroit Lions. So they must believe something about the Lions because the NFL wants an entertaining product to start the year. That's what they want to kick off the season. They're not going to put a tomato can against the reigning champions on purpose. I think this is a sign that the NFL believes in the Lions, and they think they can maybe deliver, maybe not quite 54-51, but they can deliver something like what you're looking for and what we're talking about with that Rams-Chiefs game from a couple of years ago. So I think my big takeaway more than anything from this matchup, and I'm excited to see if it holds true, is I think the NFL believes in the lions and i want to see if they prove them right or wrong that seems like something out of mad libs three years ago <laughs> right. that sentence i mean but the thing is with the lions is now there's expect there may be more expectations now from the lions mm -hmm. in the last 25 years i mean maybe <laughs> right. one year with matthew stafford okay right. but you know it was the you know it was the year where uh, Brandon Pettigrew didn't get the pass interference called on him. Was that right? I think it was Brandon Pettigrew. I think yeah. it was their tight end. They lost them uh, their playoff their playoff run. Like, I want to see Jared Goff succeed. I'm a truther of Jared Goff. I want to see all this. I want to see Jameer Gibbs. I want to see Aiden Hutchinson. I want to see all of it. But they're still the Lions until they're not. So if they lose 35-17 in kind of a pseudo-embarrassing fashion, then it's like, well, Last year was fun when there were zero expectations. Now there are actual right. expectations. Now they're the odds-on favorite on FanDuel, I believe, to win the NFC North. And I did call this two seasons ago with you. They are two seasons away from winning the NFC North. Right. I just right. don't right. know if it's going to happen because now there are expectations higher right. than there have been, especially in this 24-7 news cycle in which we live. And also, this is setting up an immediate overre overreaction on Monday. If the Chiefs roll the Lions and it's – 31-13 or something like that, and the Lions look bad. Like you said, it could go the total opposite way. Everybody could jump off the boat, and it could prove to be, you know, just a, a week one overreaction. You can already see it happening. The Lions aren't for real. This was just a mirage that everyone was under with Dan Campbell. But uh, I, I wouldn't react so harshly, even if that's the outcome. Either way, I'm just so, so excited. I know Alex is as well. To have NFL football back in our lives we're going to talk about our Super Bowl predictions plus the best games of the rest games of week one. 
in the NFL. We're here, folks. Before we get into all of that, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Look, guys, Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including like pros, sharks, you just pick more or less on two to six player stat projection and watch the winnings roll in. Let me make it simple. You're thinking about this game tonight. You take Jared Goff passing yards, more or less than 250. Patrick Mahomes, more or less than 300 passing yards. On and on. You just pick two to six players, and if you guess all of them right, you can win big time on prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use the code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use that code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. It's prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, folks, let's continue. NFL football is back in our lives. We just talked about that Chiefs-Lions matchup kicking off the season. But what's going to happen at the end of the season? A few weeks ago, Alex and I talked about our division winner predictions and who we think could get the wild card spots. Now we want to kind of hammer things home with our final Super Bowl predictions before tonight's game really kicks off. Alex, I'll give you the floor. What are you thinking? The NFC is so weird, man. I know. I know. It's the hardest thing to predict. There's some good options in the AFC that make sense, but you get to the NFC and it's like, who's even fighting for this? I can't pick Philly. I don't want to pick the 49ers. Like, I just don't, like, I don't, my brain is a pretzel for the NFC. Because it's like, okay, Philly, it's not because it's lazy. Who I'm going to take in the AFC and who I'm going to take to win the Super Bowl seems lazy, but it's not. It's Patrick Mahomes going to win the Super Bowl until he doesn't. Like, I just don't, I don't see Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. I don't see it because I haven't seen it. And until I see it, I don't care. I know that Joe Burrow knocked out Patrick Mahomes, but I'm taking Patrick Mahomes regardless. If he's wearing 15 for the Chiefs, I'm taking him. If he's wearing a different number for the Chiefs, I'm taking him. But right. for the NFC, it's like the 49ers don't have a quarterback. I, I don't I, I don't think that Brock Purdy right. is the greatest thing since you don't believe in Brock I, Purdy. Don't, I don't see it. I need to see it. George right. Kittle's hurt again. Okay, so that's another one of his most trusted weapons from last no year. No Nick Bosa, still. No Nick Bosa, still sitting out. Because remember, kids, you can't pay everybody $100 billion. Okay, you Real can't. Real cash this, matters. Straight for players, this would have, like, you, you can't do it. And the fact that they haven't picked Nick, Nick, Nick Bosa blows my mind. They haven't figured it out. He's the one who like, should get it. Yeah, of course. So, like, of the two between Philly and San Francisco, I'll take Philly because Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. You know, their defense is fine. They've lost some pieces. They've added some pieces. Um, but I, there is nobody else in the NFC I can take, and that's the if problem. If you had to. if you let, Let's do this. If you had to, other than Philly and San Francisco, if you had to pick another yeah. team to go to the Super Bowl and in the NFC, who would you pick right now? That That's so really two. what the question is then. Right. There are two. One is more of an honorable mention. It's the Saints. And because, like, 
the Saints have always not always been, not always been, not even close. Right. But they've been a stable organization for the last, you know, Sean Payton years. And then Dennis right. Allen may not be that great of a coach, but they're the Saints now. They're different. They're different than the 70s Saints. Okay. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr is fine. Okay. The offense is going to be fine. The defense is going to be good. But the one for me is Seattle, just because they have the best offense. Okay. Right. Pete Carroll is still peak. Like Pete Carroll is has won a lot of big games in college and in the pros. The defense is in getting increasingly better every year. The offensive line has gotten better, still kind of a question, but they have all the offensive players in the NFL. So it's like with Geno Smith's floor being higher than people expected, that would probably be my pick as I'm going roundabout because yeah. I don't want to actually give an answer because I feel stupid. That's fair. What okay. about you? Well, listen. I'm I'm going to answer it as well. I wouldn't ask you a question. I wouldn't wouldn't be willing to answer myself. Uh, For me, it's Dallas. Oh, I would pick Dallas. I think the offensive line. uh, They have the talent on offense. I think not having Zeke and feeling like you have to get him involved will open up the offense even more for him. I think Deuce Vaughn will be a playmaker. Shout out hashtag Short Kings. Uh, They have who could be the best defensive player in the NFL this year, Michael Parsons. That's available. They have talent on defense. I, I think that Dallas is a team that, yeah. if they're healthy enough, could make a run. So if I couldn't pick Philly or San Francisco, I would pick Dallas, but I, I'm going to pick one of Philly or San Francisco. But before I make my pick, make your official Super Bowl pick because because we never really – I just want to get it locked down officially. Oh, yeah. It'll be Kansas City. Yuck, dude. I don't want to. I don't want to pick either of them. I'm thinking Kansas City – against Seattle, Kansas City winning. Okay, Kansas City against Seattle. That's fair. I I like I like the general idea that you have that if Patrick Mahomes until it isn't, I get it going with the best quarterback in the NFL. But is win is is never a bad idea, but but I'm taking Joe Herbert, Joe Burrow. The NFL just doesn't work like that all the time and at Joe the end Burrow. of the day, the best roster in the NFL, in my opinion, is, Cincinnati bottom, is the Cincinnati Bengals. It's the Cincinnati they, Bengals. Yes. And they brought both their coordinators back who have experience against both those, all of the teams in the AFC. I just think the Bengals team is too good to not break through and get one with this group before T. Higgins leaves and before Tyler Boyd is gone and before they have to make some tougher decisions on defense. I think the Bengals break through. They go to the Super Bowl again. I think they play the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Eagles get back. I just don't think the NFC is good enough. I think the Eagles are the most talented roster. And what it comes down to is talented roster and then quarterback. You know? So, like, the Eagles and the 49ers may be equal in terms of how good their roster is. But then who has the better quarterback? Jalen Hurts. So, I'm going to go with that. I think it's eagles Bengals, and I think the Bengals win. That'd be a sexy Super Bowl. It it would be it would be very (laughs) exciting. Just like last year's game was very exciting. Um, and I I just think that Joe Burrow is a star. He's the type of guy who can carry the moment. He's the type of guy the NFL would want in front. And I think the Bengals going from how they operated as a team to Super Bowl champion with his arrival would just take him to a stratosphere that it's hard to hard to understand exactly. So I, I think. I'm just going with the two best rosters and then picking yeah. who the better quarterback is throughout my whole process. So I'm going to go Bengals over Eagles. And you know what's better than one Patrick Mahomes? One Patrick right. Mahomes and one Joe Burrow who are one and one right. eight. Leading the charge like right. a 
like something closer than Tiger and Phil, you know, something closer yeah. than, you know, like, you know, just two guys that are just like this back and forth with, you know, the last leg of some sort of race. Like if we see that for the next like 10 Manning years, and Brady, I mean, I know yeah. that, I know that Brady's championship count, like put him way far ahead and you go back and look on paper and it yeah. doesn't, but when we were watching those games and watching them compete in their primes, it felt like they were equals battling it out on the field. Sure. And that's, that's what it. that's what it can be with Mahomes and Burrow. Maybe Burrow only gets one, you know, and Mahomes gets three or whatever. And it may not look close, but it feels like that right now. So I don't know. That's that's where I'm at with it. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals, Tyler Rowland locked on Titans. We make up locked on NFL Thursday. Up next, the best games of week one. It's Tyler and my favorite mm-hmm. segment every week. We will hit it. First, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. All right, so I have massive love for LinkedIn. Ever since, even before this podcast, I use LinkedIn a lot for jobs, a lot for networking. One thing my dad told me early on when I didn't know what I wanted to do after graduating college, he was like, you need to get in contact with every single person you know and ask them to talk to 10 people that they know. And and LinkedIn was infused in that with me. And now it's more streamlined than ever because these days, Every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. All right, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You make a post, you add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Final segment, locked on NFL Thursday, Alex Clancy. Locked on Cardinals, Tyler Rowland, Locked on Titans, free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube Monday through Friday for all your Titans and Cardinals news. This is Tyler and my favorite segment every week. We get to talk about our favorite games. Alex, and Alex, we have what? we have breaking news. Before we get into our favorite games of week one, Nick Bosa, five-year oh. $170 million extension with yeah. the San Francisco 49ers, $122.5 million guaranteed, $34 million a season, the highest paid defensive player in history. What are your immediate takeaways? How can they pay everybody? <laughs> right. Except right. for, oh, my immediate takeaway is Brock Purdy better be good. Right. Because if he's right. not, they can't pay anybody else. Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey's making a lot of money. Like mm-hmm. uh, Trent Williams makes all the money in all the lands. Brandon so Ayuk like, needs paid. Pay anybody else? Yeah. So uh, Brock Purdy better damn well be good. If he is, this will be the most genius construction of a roster in the history of football. Like if they win a Super Bowl with right. Brock Purdy leading the charge, not in like a Brad Johnson role, but in like a Brock Purdy like quarterback one role. This will be, you throw the towel in. It's yeah. completely backwards. Yeah, it's it's wild. And I think having Kyle Shanahan, who basically is the quarterback 
for all of his teams. Yeah. Definitely allows them to to build it this way. But I think you hit it all. Um, I mean, I think Bosa deserves the money. It's crazy how they're able to manage all of it. They definitely do need Brock Purdy. But either way, uh, big news just broke. Bosa will be back for the season. Highest defensive play, uh, highest paid defensive player of all time. That's wild. But with that being said, let's oh, dive into last thing. Go ahead. Last thing. Kansas City, you've got 24 hours. Chris Jones still yep. wants to play football. Pay the yep. man. You know he does. You know he does. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it should come in a little bit below because Chris Jones yeah. is uh, older, obviously. So maybe yeah. that gives them somewhere to work from. But with the the game I'm going to start with is a 1 o'clock game on Sunday, and it's 49ers against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, Alex. I don't know if it's just football trauma of a lifetime, but I just, the Steelers are the boogeyman. When I take, when I wake up in the middle of the night and I put my cold foot down on the cold floor, the monster that I think is going to grab me from under my bed is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. And something tells me in my bones that the boogeyman's coming to play this year, that the Steelers are going to be good. I don't know why, but I think the Steelers are going to be good. And I think, that the Steelers win this game. They're home dogs right now on FanDuel. I think it's minus two and a half, maybe minus three and a half. If it's minus three, no, it has to be two and a half. Can't be three and a half. No way. But I think they're two and a half point underdogs at home. The Steelers are winning that game outright. I think the Steelers are going to be good. And I think Steelers versus 49ers is going to be a physical football game that will be fun to watch on Sunday at one o'clock. Yeah. I mean, I know that you, like, we'll go back and forth. I'll let you take the one that you're going to take next. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go in your division as quarterbacks of the future with Jacksonville and Indy. Like, I just want to see what Anthony Richardson is. Right. right. Like, what what kind of football player is he going to be? What kind of quarterback is he going to be? And then also, this is that year that Josh Allen took the next step. This is that year for Trevor Lawrence where it's like, you want to play with the big boys? Here you go, kid. One of the easiest. They got to miss Stephon Diggs, too. They gave him Calvin Ridley. He he has his number one target now. It's done. Yep, defense has improved. They've got all the weapons. Evan Ingram is has found a rebirth with Doug Peterson, who loves his tight ends. Like right. they've got Christian Kirk, they've got Zay Jones, they've got guys, you know. Mm-hmm. And I would, I just want to see in the, uh, you know, the loving confines of of Lucas Oil Stadium, like right. what it's going to be with Trevor Lawrence, what it's going to be like with Anthony Richardson. And we're going to do this like a snake draft. I'm going to go next, okay? Because I think it's only fair. This is the game of the week for me, and I don't want you to yeah. steal it, so I'm going to say it first. It's the Chargers and Dolphins. This oh, is one of I knew the it. best. This is one of the best setups for football. Yes, like it just is because four twenty five, four twenty five on Sunday. Yeah, I think that you and I are in the same camp. That if we could watch the Chargers and Chiefs every week for eighteen weeks, we would. And this is yes. one where it's getting sneaky. Like if Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill really turn into this dynamic duel that does it year over year and Tua takes Mm -hmm. that step forward in his third year like this could be just a fascinating you know a a rivalry for the future there could be a hundred points scored or there could be 30 we don't really know about what either of these defenses are truly going to bring with the star-studded nature of both of them but this is the one this is the one for me even more than you know Detroit and Kansas City tonight yeah this is the one that I want to watch the most I agree with you. I agree every week. So shout out to my dad. Uh, introduced me to football when I was a wee lad. Was coach. Blah, 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 love football because of my dad. We go through these games every week, and and both of us stopped on the Dolphins Chargers. Like, wow, that's a game. 
that is a game to watch right there. So you're 100% right. Sniped me right there. Um, this is tough after this. I mean, Bills-Jets is a good game. Cowboys-Giants is a good game. Those are the Sunday night and Monday night games. Um, but for me, I'm going to go with a 1 o'clock game. I'm going to go back to where we were talking last thing. I'm going to go to the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow, full participant in practice on Wednesday. He's going to be ready to go. They play the Browns. And part of this is I'm excited to see the Bengals play football, but also the Browns. Is Deshaun Watson going to look like his Houston Texans self at any time? Is this a colossal failure? The Browns are one of those teams where we could sit back at the end. Some people are high on the Browns and think they're going to be really good. I think they'll be competitive. But if it goes really bad and Watson looks bad, the Browns could look like an utter, complete dumpster fire, and they had lost all traction that they gained during the Baker Mayfield early years. And I think that would be an interesting storyline with everything they gave up to get Watson Now they sent Baker Mayfield, which, in fairness, I think was the right decision. If you put away all of the off-field stuff, Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. I believe that. But if Watson is just, you know, cursed by his own doing now, and... You know, the the Browns look terrible and he looks awful. All the money, all the picks. The Stefanski would definitely be fired. Jim Schwartz is a fiery defensive coordinator who could try to steal that job away from him anyways. I just think things could get really ugly in Cleveland. So I want to see them come out and see if they, if they take down the Bengals in week one, it sets the stage for them really being competitive. If they lose, though, I feel like it could really send them the other way because they got a tough tough schedule and tough division. Yeah, I mean, good luck moving Deshaun Watson's contract. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Good luck. So good luck. It could be a disaster, you know, a disaster, yeah, mistake by the lake. It's so crazy. It's like you could totally see them fire sailing. Nick Chubb, even though he just signed a contract mm-hmm. extension, and Mark mm-hmm. Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, mm-hmm. David Njoku, they just signed Miles Garrett. Like you could see that going from where it is now to crumbling in two seasons if things don't work. But um, yeah. mine, and listen, I don't know why the Bills are starting to just piss me off. Like, they're not lovable anymore. They're not. They're, they're, they're out they're, of that territory. Yes, the Chargers and the Jaguars are now there. Because they haven't won yep. anything. Uh-huh. So it's like, to be lovable, you have to come yep. from nowhere, seemingly. A quarterback drafted seventh overall from Wyoming who didn't make all conferences last year in college, to looking like Eli Manning Jr., to becoming the best quarterback in football, arguably, with Patrick Mahomes, to just mm-hmm. never winning when they're supposed to. Now, that Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, 13 seconds, whatever it was, nobody could have stopped that. That's not a Buffalo Bills thing. But when you lose four Super Bowls and you've never won, and it's always a losing thing in Orchard Park, it it's just a thing. So they're they're no longer lovable. Now they have expectations that they're not meeting. And it's not their mm-hmm. fault because Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, et cetera. But the Jets and Bills, I guess, because yeah, it's more or like the Jets are more lovable now for me than the Bills. Which yeah. is completely counterintuitive to me. Everything I think about Aaron Rodgers, right. but it's right. just like a, it's like a a little giant scenario, or it's like a it's a scenario where there's a quarterback that comes in that's just like I'm going to be the quarterback, take right. a young team, and now they're fun, and it's just like it. I didn't think I would think this, but I think this now. So I don't know. I guess that would be the go. honorable mention. Yeah, that's fair. It's funny you said the word that was coming to my head, and it's expectations. They they, they love you until you don't meet their expectations. Yeah. 
And now that the Bills' expectations get higher every year and they fail to meet them every year, the love will start to go away. And like I've been saying for a while, it's a it's a line. We have the Bills, the, the national sweetheart, the team that everybody just falls in love with. Oh, it'd be cool if they won. Nobody'd be mad about that. It was the Bills. Then it goes to the Chargers, and then it goes to Jacksonville, and it's just happening, and they all move up the line and fall off. It's like the yodeler guy on on uh, The Price is Right. Yodel, he yodels to the top of the mountain, then falls off. All right, the Bills are at the top of the mountain, and they better slam the button and win the game, or they're falling off, and the next yodeler's coming up and ready to take their turn. So with that crazy analogy, I think that will do it for a Thursday edition. We are just so excited that football is back. But that's going to do it for me, Tyler Rowland, my co-host, Alex Clancy. I'm locked and on Titans. Really quick. He's locked on Cardinals. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be me if I didn't interrupt you one more time. Good. Is there any sort of intrigue? Because we could do this entire show on just our most fun games. Maybe we'll do at some point this one year. Day. Is the intrigue for Chicago and Green Bay there or is it gone? Because Aaron Rodgers is like I know that they're more fun I stories. It, I think it's there. That was an honorable mention for me that if we had, you know, twice the show, yeah, I was I know, diving into that one. Uh, Anyways, but I agree. agree. Seeing what Jordan Love looks like and seeing if Justin Fields made improvements and the new Bears and all the hype there, that's absolutely one. That's the very next game on, on the list. You know what I mean? That's the next game on our board for our fantasy draft. But with yep. that being said, that is going to do it for us. Be back on Friday. Chris Carter, your boy Q. As I always say, Start your weekend early and stay safe out there.